is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. All right. Well, today, my friends on the Youth Worker Recharge, we are um, talking about curriculum um, and resources, right? Because as any good youth leader knows, uh, a central part of your ministry life is not reinventing the wheel. Uh, right. It is looking for good stuff that is out there um, yes. and figuring out if it can be applicable to your group. Yes, please, please, please do not feel like you have to write your own stuff. There are some people who are just crazy and masochistic and feel like that's something they should do. Don't it's, it takes a lot of time to do it. Well, it takes years and years of training and practice to do it well. And, uh, and that's time you could spend actually doing something that makes a huge difference. I'm really glad to hear you say that actually. So, um, it's an interesting trap that I've seen a lot of youth ministers fall into as they get started, right? That right. Um, only I could possibly write about this topic or come up with the exact thing that needs to be said. And right. if all your time goes into preparing the lesson as opposed to like, you know, building the relationships or creating the culture and the environment where that lesson is going to be heard, um, it, it's a way of spending time that that doesn't give you as much value on the other end. So um, there's a lot of stuff that's out there, right? Some of it um, is online. Some of it is uh, curriculum or resources that your church had already purchased. Um, so like if you happen to be sitting in a church that has a church library or a youth office um, and you've got things on the shelf, um, you might pick them up and, and wonder if you could do anything with them. Like um, the new oh, book. What? That's right. The new one. Yeah. Let's see. This one was published in, gosh, That's late good. 60s. All right. I, so I have that one. Um, That's really I've good. Got, now you're uh, making me have to, oh, hang on. I got you. Keep wait, going. Wait. Oh. I've got Way Out Ideas for Youth Groups. Way Out Ideas. Look at that. That is insane. Mike Iaconelli, one of the originals. Oh, man. Hang on. I got you. Okay. The Heart of Youth Ministry. I love that one. You know, it's funny. This guy. Yes. George Acevedo. Yes. He's like now an old person pastor. In Florida. Like with adults and whatnot. In Florida. Yeah. But who knew? He started as a youth pastor. I also have right on ideas for youth groups. Do you have any book that was written in this millennium? Quiet you. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> However, when we yeah, are talking so like, curriculum and resources, right? Like they do age. So yes. if you're going to figure out how to evaluate curriculum, how to evaluate resources, part of it, uh, I do think is trying to look at the age of the resource itself because there's language that would have been used yeah. 20, 30, 40 years ago that we would not use today. Um, there's right. also activities that you'd really have to look out for because like personal boundaries and some of those things are in a really mm-hmm. different place than they used to be. Oh man, I can tell you, we had this, uh, my, my youth group played this game that was called honey, if you love me and, and you would go really up close and completely violate somebody's personal space. And then you would say, honey, if you love me, please smile. And if they laughed or cracked up, it would, 
I guess you would win. I can't remember that part, but yeah, you would trade places was... and they'd have to go do it to somebody else. So, so not good. Do not play that game. <laughs> uh, but but besides the, there's oh, also sorry. some ideas that yeah. are like in the in older things. There are some ideas that like they just keep coming up. Some people might say like a bad penny. Some people might say they just have stood the test of time. This is one of those, right? This ah, is yeah. in that Heart of Youth Ministry book from like the what my my children would say from the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but this uh, this idea, some version of this has been in youth ministry and ministry books for a long time, right? Where there's people, there's a broader group of people that come to some things, and it's like narrows down. Um, we could spend a lot of time discussing the merits of that, but um, but yeah, you might find some stuff in the old in some old resources, but you got to be really careful. Um, you really do. Um, uh, so obviously we pull out a couple of the old ones cause Jeremy and I have been around for a little while. So we have seen sort of several iterations of things. Um, yep. but I mean, Jeremy, besides the age of a resource, right? What are some other things that you would be paying attention to when you are selecting curriculum to use with your students? Yeah. That's really important. So I think the first thing is like, what is to really ask, like, what is this curriculum talking about? Right. Because if we're talking about friendships, developing friendships, I'm a way, way less concerned about it going way off the deep end somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, than if we're talking about a confirmation curriculum, right. Or, you know, I don't know, a curriculum talks about baptism. Uh, so I think the first question is like, what is the subject matter? And so like, how, how careful do I need to be? Right. Is this talking about like big theological concepts? Is this talking about big things like that? Or are we talking about something that's like, you know, I would trust a lot of different Christians to give advice on um, developing good, you know, healthy friendships. Right. In fact, I might care less about the theological basis and i might care more about somebody being a, a trained psychiatrist or psychologist psychologist something like that um yeah for for something like that so i think it's, it's first like how how heightened do my does my evaluation need to be and then i think i just want to know i like i want to know where they're coming from and so on the spectrum of all of the streams of christianity where where is this particular resource coming from and the, and resources are informed not just by the writers but oftentimes by the publishers because um, each denomination has over time uh, at least at some point it feels like every denomination has had their own their own publishing house uh, some of those publishing houses don't exist anymore some of them have combined forces mm-hmm. um, but uh, i'm going to look at um, the, uh, the side of that book. And I'm going to say, okay, this one, here's a, here's a book. I really do love this book. It's called Sacred Away by mm-hmm. Tony Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to look at the spine of the book and I'm going to say, okay, uh, that's Zondervan. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I want to go and see, okay, is Zondervan the Baptist publishing group? Is it, the Nazarene publishing house? Is it the Catholic publishing house? Right. Or is it just sort of general Christian publishing house? 
which that that one is more sort of general mm-hmm. leaning towards conservative or evangelical Christianity uh, publishing house. Um, but if I see something by a publishing uh, publishing company by Abingdon, right, uh, that's the United Methodist Publishing House. And Cokesbury, Abingdon, if you see those words, um, then you know, okay, this one is within what would be considered uh, Wesleyan, Orthodox, uh, Methodist Christianity, right? Something, those words, Methodist, Wesleyan uh, would apply to it. And so um, that's important. And then I look at the author and do kind of the same thing. Google them, figure out, you know, are they the pastor of crazy conservative church.com or crazy liberal church.com like are, are they or are they just or are they a methodist pastor or a presbyterian or whatever it'll help me get a sense of like where they're coming from and then i know like how what do i need to look what do i need to look for right if it's methodist i just want to look and see is it relevant does it seem does it seem to hit right for what my current group has if it's um if it's Baptist, I'm going to look, for example, do, are they going to address baptism here? Like they have a specific way of thinking about baptism that's different than ours. Sure. Um, I'm going to look at, if it's Southern Baptist, I'm going to look at the role of women. Does they have a theology around the role of women in leadership and in the church that's different than ours? Um, and just kind of see, like, what is, what's here? Because, there, you know, to be honest, Chris, there's been times that I have used curriculum written by Southern Baptist, and I, and I don't, I don't mean to shock you, but I've done that in the past and I just changed it, <laughs> right? I just tweaked it and said, okay, we weren't going to do this lesson or I, I, I'm not a fan of writing everything, but I might rewrite the questions or I might, you know, rewrite one lesson and, and go like that. Well, so, so here's a question. And, and I ask this because um, this has come up several different times in different like workshops I've led and educational, um, you know, sort of settings, right? Where yeah. um, I think that you, as somebody that has gone to seminary and has right. like a little bit of theological training, probably feels comfortable being able to identify what does not feel consistent with uh, either what you believe or what you are trying to get across to your faith community, right? Like what fits right. within your church context. Sure. Um, and you've got the language to be able to make those tweaks. Um, yeah. A lot of youth leaders that uh, I know you and I have both talked to over time uh, who are volunteering or doing it part-time and don't have like as much theological training as somebody who went to seminary, mm-hmm. often um, they can look at something and be like, this does like, I like what this is trying to say, but this part doesn't feel right to me. Um, mm-hmm. But then they have a hard time getting beyond that, right? Like it's hard to put yes. words to what doesn't feel right about this particular piece of, you know, curriculum or resource. Usually, you know, I, go, ahead, yep. go ahead. You know, it's, I'm, I'm hearing you say that. And I, and I feel like if only someone had made like in normal English, like a checklist <laughs> for curriculum where you could because part of it is like knowing what the united methodist way of thinking is and what other kinds of ways of thinking might be i say that jokingly because of course there is one um, <laughs> fortunately there is yeah um and, <laughs> and it's great i mean um, like i'll be honest everything the methodist church puts out is not fantastic but this is fantastic i mean it's 
really helpful. And it's in normal human English. You do not have to have some sort of seminary degree to comprehend the words in this. Uh, I did put the link to it in uh, our Facebook Live, and it will also be on the uh, webpage where this podcast is posted eventually. Um, right. But yeah, I, mean, I love this one. Like, there's these theological considerations. Like, I'm in right now, I'm serving in a church in the Southeast. Yes. And uh, the word salvation is tossed around all the time. Big one. In the Southeast. Right. Big right? one. Uh, but that that does not mean what you think it means, right? It, like, it's not, like, there. there's lots of different things that people mean by that. And in this handy, super well done, and I'm, I'm not just blowing smoke. I didn't write it myself. Like, this is not, but <laughs> Methodist, salvation is expressed as both a future reality we yearn for and begin participating in currently. Salvation is expressed with balance, emphasis on individual and communal or corporate responsibilities. Man, that's really great. Non-Methodist version is salvation is expressed as once saved, always saved. Salvation is expressed as only a future reality. It's expressed only in individualistic categories. It's described as a work we must achieve. Like you look at that and you're like, ah, yeah, that's what didn't seem right. Right, right. I was looking for this, but it had this. And it's tricky because it used the word salvation. And I think people like that word in church, but... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part of I'm glad to hear you give voice to the same terms that sort of different Christian traditions will use, um, mm-hmm. but understand very, very differently. Right. I, I know that you mentioned um, uh, baptism in one of uh, our like right. a little kind of back and forth. So, uh, you know, in the United Methodist Church, baptism is a sacrament. Right. Right. Um, there's baptism and there's mm-hmm. communion. And so. Um, when you look at language for baptism, that would be another place where, you know, something like this resource or conversations with somebody who's got theological training at your church would be super helpful to look at. Right. So if you do have a good, uh, working relationship with like the senior pastor, um, or one of the other pastoral staff, um, that can help to shed some light on the lessons or curriculum that you're choosing, I would say, go ahead and lean into those things, right? Like be able to use this checklist, be able to use those conversations with um, people that you trust in your church. Um, Now, at the same time, if I'm encouraging you to do that, um, I suppose it means that you cannot be looking at your stuff Saturday night in order to present it on Sunday morning or Sunday night, right? Like Uh, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You are living in a dream world. No, I'm not. I (laughs) think I am living in the real world. (laughs) You are living in a dream world because it just happens. For a lot of reasons. Many of them just mean being, we didn't do it when we were supposed to do it. And it's (laughs) Saturday night. It's true. I mean, I, I know it happens. You know, it happens too. And at the same time, if... If you are going to avoid yourself, like finding yourself in a sticky situation, presenting something that you don't really believe um, or that's Mm -hmm. not totally appropriate for your church context, giving yourself a little bit of planning time so that you can ask these kinds of questions and explore a a resource in terms of its theology, who its authors are, who its publishers are. you got to give yourself just a little bit of time. You know what? Even if if you're doing this earlier in the week on like a Monday or a Tuesday to get ready for a lesson that's five days away. Do yourself the favor of that preparatory time um, and getting familiar with the resource, because if you're not familiar with it, 
and then you're trying to lead it, it that's going to be another one where it's going to miss, right? Like no matter how good the curriculum or the resource is, if yep. you don't know what you're doing to lead it, then it's not going to come across well. Absolutely. And the other thing, Chris, I think that is important is this is this means that like it can be really helpful to get a set of lessons, mm-hmm. right? So I can go, I can wherever I want to get them, I go, I find them and I say, we're going to do these five. Now I've got the next five weeks already lined out, right? Um, the other thing though is because I do know that people are going to do last minute searches do not do not show up on youtube on saturday night googling youth ministry stuff you <laughs> might find a video that's got like 10 million views and you watch it you think it's pretty good and then all of a sudden you play it in the church and you're like uh wait a second that part was exactly opposite mm-hmm. of what we believe mm-hmm. you need though you at the same time, you need to find some trusted places where you know you can go to grab something if something doesn't pan out. If you show up, if the ta- pastor texts you and says, I've had 10 parents say that you canceled a youth group and they want their kids there and you have to do you have to do a lesson tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I think Discipleship Ministries comes in. I think that we could be really helpful for that element of things for sure. I mean, one of the things that, uh, I mean, you and I both know we put a lot of time and energy into are the youth worship lessons, right? Yes. Um, so Discipleship Ministries, if you're not familiar, creates uh, you know themed worship series that go along with the lectionary for the year. Um, there's adult versions of those resources that pastors use for preaching notes, kind of organizing hymns, looking at prayers, those sorts of things. Um, there's a children's ministries version that um, really looks at kind of doing like a children's time and then boiling down the lesson um, and making it accessible to grade level students. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we, you know, spend a lot of time creating these basically like hour long discussion guides that yeah. a volunteer or a staff person could easily lead something like a, a Sunday school hour or some sort of small group discussion um, using questions and themed lessons that follow along with the lectionary preaching bits as well. So I, yeah. I, I would recommend people checking those out. I'll be happy to drop the link in the chat as well. And like, it's really, <laughs> there are years worth of lessons, right? It's true. This is not, this has been going on every week releasing lessons for a, for a while. So like if you don't like this this Christmas set of lessons, there's one from the Christmas before and the Christmas before, right? You can go back and say, "You know what? I I here's this this one is too weird, but that's and, and you can know like it's been vetted." Right? Yes. You can I, say I, like I there's say... not anything super out out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, you know, not only are those ones that we create, so obviously we're going to, you know, talk well about them. Um, but they're also written by people that are actively serving in local church youth ministries, right? So it's mm-hmm. uh, a series of things that are written by people that know their stuff. Um, yeah. They they know how to engage youth. They um, are pretty responsible with their theology and their language. And um, it goes through a huge editing process as well, so that it can be as accessible as possible to as many people as possible. What about Amplify Media, Chris? What is, what's that? Amplify Media. Oh man. 
you're gonna have to that's you're gonna have to teach I, me i may have things. said that wrong because uh, <laughs> i'm here to learn I, but man i i think i said head. it wrong um Yes, no, Amplify Media. That's I'm right. Yes, I mean something Chris welcome about the Methodist Church. Oh, it's the streaming Amplify service. Media is a media streaming service of like all kinds of lessons and yes, all that, that kind one. of stuff from Abingdon, from Cokesbury, um, that has all kinds of really great stuff in it, um, from people that you can trust, right? Um, so uh what it there's is primarily focused on adults, but there are there are several of them. Um, several of the pieces have youth versions to them, and so you can find uh, you can find the youth versions of many of these uh, on here on Amplify Media. Yes, and I I do think that you're right. It is out of the United Methodist Publishing House. And I think that there are, uh, for that one at least, I think that there's free trials, right? Right. Uh, right. And then after it's not that, free, right? It does become a subscription service, I think, after 30 days, but absolutely worth checking out. Um, and one of the reasons it's worth checking out is they do an excellent job in terms of the visual representations of things. Yeah. Um, and so when you're trying to engage multiple learning styles, um, you know, this is not mm -hmm. like one way me talking to you kind of stuff. It is right. um, engaging videos and, and those kind of pieces as well, which I think is really cool. I'm glad you knew about Amplify. It's been a little while <laughs> since I checked in on that one, actually. Yeah. And they keep, they keep coming out with new stuff. It's, it's like, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a Netflix for, uh, for church curriculum stuff. Yeah, that would be a good way to describe it. A really For Methodist church curriculum stuff, I should say. That's true. Yes. Yes, right. very true. There's a lot um, of Adam Hamilton available in that app. Who's that again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, He's got the, several books. You might have heard of him for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy, He's kind of like that. the Rick Warren of Methodism. Only <laughs> not. I'm not going to go any further down that rabbit hole. <laughs> sorry. 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 Um, I think it might be time to call it. But I was going to say, thank you for the, the topic and the observation today, right? Because I, I do think that, you know, one of those cornerstones of being a youth leader is always wanting to be relevant and excellent um, and be able to provide your students what they need. Um, and at the same time, the world that we live in now, you can find a billion different uh, resources and curriculum pieces to uh, help guide the talks and help guide the direction of your youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So it's less about actually being able to find things uh, as yeah. it is about, you know, having some good filters and having some good parameters and a great understanding of your church's theology, um, as well as what you can do as a leader to be theologically consistent uh, as you create and set forth lesson plans for everybody. So I hope our tips Absolutely. today have been sort of useful. Um, certainly check out Amplify, check out the curricula checklist, and certainly check out the Young People's Ministries worship lessons uh, that follow along with Discipleship Ministries worship materials. Um, Jeremy, it's been fun. Next week, yeah, it's still Next September. Week. And I'm going to be excited. It's still to September. Yeah. 
<laughs> Things are just getting kicked off. Well, youth leaders who joined us live, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Facebook on a Monday afternoon. Uh, everybody else who's listening to the podcast, hopefully you found it uh, either through your favorite streaming service or on umcyoungpeople.org. Um, Jeremy, we'll see you in a week or so. See you then.